Hey babies, it's Red Summer. And it is Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. How you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> anyway, so um we're gonna have another good show. talk about a little about what's going on what what you know we're, we're picking the most pertinent thing of what's happening um to us right now mm-hmm. you know you may not agree that it's the most important <laughs> <laughs> but of all the shit that's out there and all the the fuckery we're we're choosing what we're choosing um and then we're going to go into a letter from the uh from the children really excited about and then our clip for you about um you people clip from the the documentary film you people and we're going to talk about that um, and hopefully do all that in an hour or less. All right. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. So, um, out of all the things that are happening in mm. today's uh, world, both political, we'll give a nod to, uh, the squad and the BS that they're going through or, or not even so much as them, but we all are going through. We're all Did going through it. What is happening in this government today? <laughs> Or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> All across the board. All across um, the board. The government and even the coverage of the government. I swear to God, if I yeah. have to listen to more pundits talk about this shock of all the, the blatant racism, mm. blatant racism, you know, and how it's just it's covering oh, it all up. <laughs> that not, Now it's just out there. What do we do? What do we do? Like Can join in. Nothing, nothing we do can fight the wall of this blatant racism. I was like, well, welcome to the club, bitch. Can we move on can, to an actual plan to get rid of the nigga? Because y'all talking about racism is like so passe. We're yeah. over it. Yeah. Us people who actually are affected. Okay, anyway. Oh, so. Moving on to lighter news. Why are we allowing this man to, to tweet all of government policy? Like something. First of all, who are we? Like who are we? <laughs> Who are we exactly? What? We the government, which is not, which is completely inept and not working. Not Who working. are we? The people. Most of us don't vote, you know, or believe in voting. Okay. Shit. A lot of us don't read. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On both sides. Okay. So who's the we? Who's the we? We, 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 we live under this figment of our trained imaginations of what this country is and how infallible it is. I mean, even though we critique it, those of us on the left can critique the government, we still have this kind of bedrock we all lean on, like, oh, this bitch won't go under. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we are watching it. And that's one thing that I've time. been saying that, like, two years ago, I was teaching um, world history and, you know, we get to the Holocaust and my students are like, yo, like, out of this 25 point program, we're about at number 12 right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like following step by step through Mein Kampf and <laughs> like not deviating, like definitely going through the plan, but everybody is acting like they've never seen this before. Like they're so shocked and appalled and like this doesn't happen systematically again and again and again. And in this country, it's this happened before in this country. Yeah. It's like you read about how they how uh, they uh, held Japanese uh, citizens mm-hmm. when World War Two because they were the enemy at the time, right. the yellow man. Right. <laughs> okay, you know, and it's like it was under the same conditions, fucked up conditions. Like they're we've done, it's not just it's not just Germany, right? Huh? They're using the same concentration camps. <laughs> oh, but we oh, but we can't call it that though. We can't call it internment camps. Okay, camps. <laughs> Camp is in like a festival. What? It ain't summer camp. Mm-mm. What are we supposed to call it? You know what I mean? Prison. It's like listen, <laughs> just like black people don't own slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were supposed to not own concentration camps. It is what the hell it is. You are concentrating on making somebody's life hell, and yeah. they can't leave that hell on the camp. And we're concentrating on one particular group of people as exactly. they are solely responsible for all the ills of the world. And there's no reason for this this attention. <laughs> there's uh, absolutely no oh, there's always there's always a reason for the season, you know, and it, it has well, less to do about no the people. Political power. <laughs> no, no, it's just more of political fear, just you know, race fear, you know, we won't be here no more, we're gonna be the minority, what does that look like? And the absolute fear of 
you know, commerce, you know, you know, headbutting them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is what it is. I, I don't know what it is to feel that, yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I mean? But, you know, I didn't even want to spend that much time on this nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just we started to... talking about the I know, I know. I shouldn't have even... Because right. it's, like, it's in my notes, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, ugh. But just shifting gears real quick on, on a lighter note, but still annoying note, Hmm. Um, is um, the comments made? I, I want to speak about it because this, this actually happened like a week or so ago. But it's like if I, we don't speak about, speak about this now. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be so late news. But Jermaine Dupri's comments around about female MCs. Oh my gosh, a term which I despise <laughs> to begin with. But <laughs> okay, uh, you know them female MCs. You know that entity of hip hop. That genre, mm-hmm. that genre, dare I say, <laughs> of hip hop, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're a genre. Um, I mean, I was offended on so many levels of, that's like, wow, we still talking like this? Um, and also the the shaming, like, it's like, where do we begin? The hypocrisy. We're like, where do we even begin mm-hmm. with Jermaine Dupree? Even though he tried to backstep his comment, like, nigga, you said it and you meant it. Right, <laughs> you right. said it and you meant it. Um, okay, so mm, I didn't completely disagree <laughs> with Uh-oh. Jermaine Dupree. Um, and not from like a um what do you call it, the uh uh where you're trying to just like make everybody just hold to one standard of what's right and good uh-huh. and just or whatever the word for that is, right? But I was in Atlanta like as hip hop was shifting to stripper culture, Mm. right? And so like for a long time, if your song didn't pop in a strip club, then you never heard it on the radio, right? (laughs) And so the strip club became like the testing ground for new music, right? Mm. And so strippers had the power. If they ran to the floor when the song came on, then your song got, you know, your song got played. If they didn't, then nobody ever heard from you again. Mm. And so paying attention to like how many songs started to glorify strippers, how many songs were just for the strip clubs and I'm in love with a stripper and she on the pole and all of that kind of stuff. (laughs) Like that's where music went totally, not just for women. Like that's where hip hop went as the genre in, in total. Um, And so if women are being solicited, like for their voices to be included, these are the women that they're going to go to. Solicited by whom? By those who have the power to decide. And also by those who make comments like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, okay, whatever. That's what I mean by the... The, well, that's that's one stem of the hypocrisy. It's right. like you are bitching about a culture you help you create. create. You right. literally, yeah. literally help create. Okay, mm-hmm. and then this hypocrisy is like, okay, so these women who rhyme about the work they do or their hustle, rather, mm-hmm. how is that any different than the umpteenth millionth song we have heard about a nigga in his hustle? Right. Whether that whether that hustle whether that hustle was in or outside of the sex industry, so whether mm-hmm. that is a hustle of drugs or that's a Let hustle of pimping other right. or pimping women, which is a right. part of the which is a part of the sex industry. Oh, so that part of the sex industry is okay to talk about, but she can't talk about her mm-hmm. contribution to the sex industry well, because it's, it's based on her being quietly complicit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Her being the object and not the subject, right? And so then yeah, then that shift occurs and then the hottest rappers that are out like are both strippers, right? Um, and then what? Then where do you where do you put your gaze when they're the ones that are determining where it should be, right? And they like, right here, look here, right? And then you feel a little emasculated like I was gonna look there, but now you told me to, right? <laughs> but like too, I think, um, one of the most important things for me that came out of that conversation was like the list of female rappers who are not talking about that, right? The and how long they list. are not given a platform nationally and internationally as women who do are, right? So Cardi came out herself. She was like, I tried to make a song about such and such. Y'all didn't like it. You only mm-hmm. like it when I make stripper songs. So I'm making stripper songs because I got to feed my family, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And I made it clear I'm in here for this green. Like many of y'all niggas have said, I'm here for the green. Mm -hmm. So is she. Yeah. So is she. Forget about you purists. And I'm a purist to an extent about why you should be doing your art and everything. Mm -hmm. No. The bitch making money. I like some of the songs. It is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) And she know how to make them songs. Right. And you don't You're not going to her for your Jesus music. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, what? And I did see a meme that was uh, funny. It was like, you talking about uh, women only making stripper music. What about these Christian rappers only (laughs) rapping about Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) They only talk about one thing, too. So, you know, your niche, (laughs) (laughs) we do what works. But also, you know, then there are, like you said, the lesions of, I mean, the, the, the landscape of MCs who identify as women mm-hmm. is so vast now. Yeah. I mean, I, in my, in my MCing days, as in youthful MCing days, I could only dream yeah. about these number of, of female MC. Actually, I would say that, and again, I can't, same female MC, it's it's kind of a knee-jerk thing that I say because I was raised with that term, but I, every time I say it out of my mouth, I, I kind of cringe. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but anyway, but, but, but these, this, this, this landscape of MCs who identify as women, okay, remind me of what hip-hop sounded like in the 80s in regards to just a diversification yeah. of sounds and flows mm-hmm. and what they're talking about. Yeah. Literally. And, and just also, within the, that pool of MCs. Yeah, in 2019, it was supposed to be the like the most amount of uh, female rappers like like in this particular category. Like usually they don't even give out the award like during the show because it's only one or two women who have mm-hmm. a rap album out that year. But it's so many this year that like they have a full robust category to choose from. Exactly, exactly. And sing. Even right. I don't know. I, 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 and still, I don't never understand why they always separate like music award shows by gender. Like what the fuck? What mm-hmm. the fuck? Anyway, but all that all that being said, it's like yeah, it's like so. For you to be someone who is, you know, I mean, I don't know what's a, it, what kind of hits he had out of recent, you know, and he's he's kind of like the, the P. Diddy in a way of the South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything he touches eventually falls to dust. Eventually. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what you, you know what I'm saying? I mean. Make another reality show. <laughs> um, you know, you know, exactly. You know, not a, not a Negro who has the nerve to say that he wants to put, like, kind of uh, put together a female girl. So, some sort of, some sort of gimmick mm-hmm. show or something he wants to put together. I was like, why would any yeah. woman artist of any credit like give entrust their career to your ass? But I've never seen anybody like actually make it from these shows. Like, no. 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 <laughs> no, not at all. Not 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 I mean, whatever I don't know. I guess it depends on what make it means to you. Some people just want that fifteen minute of the frame and that's making it. I don't yeah. know what making it means to people anymore. <laughs> Right, honestly, the, the internet culture like you make it for two weeks and then that's it. Exactly, <laughs> and you can make a year's rent off of just them fifteen minutes, and that's mm-hmm. about it. But anyway, all that being said, Jermaine Dupri doesn't know what he's talking about. He's he's completely out of step. And then the brat tried to stomp for him around this. It's like, first of all, stop, girl, of, girl, stop. just just girl. stop. We ain't heard from you since you had a bikini on by the pool in your video. Girl. Who made you do that? Mm-hmm. Stop it. You know, because all, you know, and meanwhile, at the same time, there was you rolling up in the dike clubs hitting like uh, pistol whipping bitches. Remember them? Oh my God. Just go ahead and stay in the background on this one. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to Ricky Smiley, girl. Jeez. Hopefully they, like, move past that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we all know better. Um, We definitely at least know more than Jermaine Dupree. (laughs) You know, um, I would say, you know, right now, my my favorite running, you know, quote unquote, female MCs are for the most part women. I mean, I'm a big Lakele 47 fan. Like, 
I discovered her early on in the game, and I was so happy I did. She like made me believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Again. <laughs> you know, but you know, and then I mean, even like you know, slightly larger stars like like Lizzo and, and what she's mm-hmm. done. I mean, Lizzo actually is a perfect example. Lizzo. Who doesn't love Lizzo? Okay. <laughs> First of all, I had a big crush on Lizzo, and I thought and this is when I thought she was straight. I, I even went on her Instagram. I was like. Damn, what a shame you straight. Oh, God damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, straight up you say it on the fucking thread. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about the trolls. But um but yeah, but but artistically speaking, yeah. Not only does she she's really clear on what her message is, plural yeah. is, you know, she's multi-talented. Mm-hmm. And not and and in the in the and the fearlessness of saying, I, yes, I'm an MC. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm a same. And hear my flute, bitch. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I want to see a male MC mm-hmm. claim a flute Come on. and kill it. And kill it, right. <laughs> While twerking. <laughs> exactly. While twerking. And be and be and be an MC of size. Like male MCs can get away with being an MC of size and not be criticized for their size or have to answer any sort of question around their size. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, but we ain't getting this whole package that is Lizzo and subdued. Right. Maybe a queer dude down the road, but a but a but a cisgender straight dude. Mm. Think not. Come on. Think not. Cause your name gonna be little something or young something or, or right. thug something or, or, uh. or a, ba- a baby or you know infant something or I don't know petito or you Rio. know you know pequino what's the what's the Spanish word for small or, or, uh, or poquito or, ni- or nino or you know little little something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Like, let the man grow up. Ain't no grown man rapping. No, cause they all eighteen and nineteen, and Lil still met some. You know, my my first MC, well, it wasn't MC name. My first little hip hop name was Baby One. You know why? Cause I was a fucking baby. Oh, I was a child. I was fourteen years old. And then <laughs> when you turned seventeen and eighteen, Baby and then, One was not working. Yeah, even at seventeen. So when they turn twenty five and their full frontal lobe grows in, and they're actually mm-hmm. a fucking man, and their name is Little Baby, right? Or or young young nigglet. I don't know whatever that damn name is. <laughs> it ain't. It's like that's not a name for a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. They'll probably like you know. They'll probably just like with Puff. Like after a while, Puff was like, "Well, maybe the Puff is a bit puffy." Yeah. He became P Diddy. So then yeah. we are gonna have you know LB. Right. <laughs> so right. Baby. Baby. <laughs> Funny. Even Bow Wow had to take his little off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. You know, he probably still ain't happy with Bow. He a grown man with a child. Yeah, forever. Bow. I know. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> it right. it is what it is. All right. So that's you know, that's uh, the week's fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Okay. Little 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 time. Just a, a clear announcement that R. Kelly is will be buried underneath the jail. Oh um, really? At exactly noon, <laughs> September. I mean, like he they putting this nigga under the jail. Under the, he want the feds is like, oh well, thank you for that documentary. <laughs> yes, the documentary gave them shit that they didn't even have. They're like, oh, that they okay. didn't want, they weren't looking for, and so yeah, kind exactly. of shame them into taking the the case. There you go. There you go. Because every girl in Chicago has been saying since the. <laughs> mid 90s no since the the late 80s mm-hmm. he is outside my school mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. girl in every city has been saying that like it's something nope don't get in the car with him it's no like, every little black girl because right. like, that little nigga was post outside of white school scoping their kids like that well he right. wouldn't be he wouldn't do it for he wouldn't get away with it for one day no we would never have heard his music <laughs> and so now that it, it's become something that they can't ignore, now they want to take it seriously. And I think I did see where they were like also going after like the conspirators. Mm-hmm. The okay, now now the conspirators. No, no. What's happening is now these conspirators, basically the, the the niggas that either stored the tapes or filmed the tapes themselves or watched the tapes with mm. said nigga. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, witness two in some way, shape, or form. They're giving up the good so that they can't avoid jail time. Because uh, each one of y'all niggas is just as guilty uh, as a nigga 
that raped and molested these kids. Right. And continue to for decades. Because y'all needed to suckle off of whatever clout this motherfucker was giving you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's what the, that's what these, these children... And I, I hate when they say uh, underage women. No, they were never women. They're children. Right. There's no such thing as an under... What's an underage woman? Right. A woman is an adult female child. Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a... You know what I mean? So it's like, what are you talking about underage women? Anyway, all that being said, all of y'all were complicit. Or I think all of them should do time. Something. 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 So that it stops. Like people get really beside themselves. And I think because so many times he was allowed to get away with it, that he feels invincible. And mm-hmm. he feels like nobody's ever going to do anything to him. And as long as that happens and people continue to see it, then they continue to go on and continue to do it. Like nothing's going to ever happen. Like government. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as this is able to go on, like he's going to keep on doing the stuff that he's doing. And the same with, with R. Kelly, the same with like every dude on the street who was mad that R. Kelly is going to jail because now they're going to have to change their behavior as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so- whether, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know about them changing anything. Um, well, they just you have to be do, do, have due diligence to now not to get caught. Exactly. Because when you have that concept of like, nobody cares if it's little black girls, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's going to convict. Nobody's going to press charges. Nobody's going to hold me accountable for my actions. Then I can continue to do it. And the girls know that nobody's going to believe them. Nobody's going to, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. this whole thing gets to continue because nobody cares. But this is like, hey, wait, somebody cares? Mm-hmm. Let me think twice. At least if it does that, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. Um, anyway, let's move on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. real mad sitting up here talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want to keep it quick with that nigga. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's move on to a lovely letter from the children. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before we get into that letter, I wanted to read. Uh, uh, we got uh, it was entitled "A Short Note of Appreciation." Oh, okay. Um, from Jasmine, it's real short, so I'll just read it. Um, hey, aunties, I'm just here to drop a note of appreciation in your inbox. I'm a 30-year-old heterosexual woman, and I was introduced to your podcast by listening to an episode um, of Queer Walk. All right. I said, is that Queer Walk? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I may not be your target demographic as a straight woman, the majority of the wisdom and knowledge you share absolutely translates and applies to me as well. I'm at a point in my life where the wisdom and life experience of your aunties in elders is invaluable in helping me to navigate through this thing called adulthood and I'm grateful to have come across your podcast. It really does feel like two of my aunties just trying to put me on up on game and help <laughs> me make it through. I have recommended your podcast to queer and straight friends alike. Thank you for all you do. Thanks, J- Jasmine. Oh, that that yo, Yay! That's yo, that, beautiful. That is that is beautiful. Um and she's right. It's like every time we we, you know, finish you know answering a letter um i'm like this could apply to anyone end of the day it's about life right there are some things that are specific to our community and we laugh and joke about it or have to talk seriously about it but for the most part relationships are relationships whether i mean i mean the full gamut of relationships not just romantic ones we're all human beings trying to understand and work with each other you know Mm -hmm. say word all right commonality of humanity (laughs) <laughs> Basically, thank you again, Jasmine. I really appreciate it. Let us like uh, that as well. That really affirm us in doing uh, this work. Mm-hmm. All right, Red. Okay, so I'm pulling up. I am tired of walking on eggshells. Ooh, that is the title of the letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Hi, aunties. I'm Lily. First, I love your podcast. The U-Haul episode had me crying. It was so funny. I'm a femme-presenting lesbian. I've been in an on-again, off-again relationship for five years now. I'm 29 with my partner, who is masculine of center. In the beginning, I cheated in a real big way on Bay, but we survived. This indiscretion has been the cause of the breakup to makeup in our relationship. 
She doesn't trust me at all and is always accusing me of being with another woman when I'm out with friends. She also hates for me to go anywhere without her if it's not work or yoga. We've moved to the West Coast from the Southeast together because I got a new job. Now her excuse for accusing me uh, is because she's not good enough for me, which I've never said. I am further in my career than her and am the predominant but not sole breadwinner in our relationship. This has always been the case for the entire time we've been together. So I don't know why she's putting herself down in this way. At this point, I'm walking on eggshells because anything could spark this argument. I'm always trying to make her feel comfortable and let her know I want to be with her exclusively, but to no avail. Please help. I love Bay, but I don't know how to handle this situation. Best regards, Lily. Oh, oh Lily. But thank you for giving us a pseudonym, uh, Lily. Yes. You know, it take us forever to think we of like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a bad right. name. Everybody is Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aisha. All right. Um, whoa. Um, okay, so they've been together for five years. She's 29 now, so they met when they was in their mid 20s, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, now she cheated. Um, now she said that they got over it. Yes, um, she said they survived. They said they survived. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. So that, that that's that's an interesting use of words. So right. they, they didn't do a they didn't do a band aid thing. They must have went in and they came out of the rubble. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or at least apparently okay, because now this is kind of, you know, it seems like the partner is using this past discretion against her. Um, not even against her, but using it as a block between them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Hey, what was the other thing she said that she uses that? Something else she uses. Uh, it's been the cause of the makeup to break up in our relationship. She's always accusing me anytime I'm out with, you know, with friends or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they moved cross country. Okay, now she said, now she's accusing me of she's not good enough. All right. Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, well. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I was like, okay, she can't let it go. And I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with her. Um... With the cheating. No, nothing, nothing, not a damn thing. Yeah. Um... So, hmm, I'm going to say, Lily, if it's not this, it's going to be something else. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you for our show and then we're out yeah, existential I'm right in with the with the somber reality of it because um we don't know why the the cheating got started in the beginning we don't know like what what led to that um maybe it was an old relationship you hadn't let go of like maybe you were feeling like you weren't getting what you needed um, in this relationship and so you started doing other things so like right we don't have the context for that but what we do have is that you all decided to stay together after mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and that was the decision that I'm assuming both of you made but um, it's also something that can be used as like uh, emotional ransom that can be levied when when necessary um, because now if you try to go out with friends, it can be pulled out, you know, and, and waved around. If you do anything that's not work or yoga, it can be pulled out and waved around. Um, so that's not a healing as far as like, I'm concerned. I don't know like what your survival in this, you know, in this means, means because (laughs) it doesn't seem like you all like really unpacked the thing and talked about it and came to an understanding and like you moved together in a healthy way forward it seems like y'all just didn't break up and so like you're together you've moved across country together and now all of the insecurities are even more present like even though you're not around whoever it is that you you know may have cheated with 
Um, this is a whole different social circle, possibly a time for you all to start over, meet everybody as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but since it's not that, it's this other thing. Now it's the finances. And I'm just kind of not knowing like if there's going to be something that you can do or say that's going to solve this problem. Ooh, okay. Um, yes, all that Red said. Um, your your partner's dealing um, with um, self-esteem issues, um, the low self-esteem, a sense of her placement in the relationship, and also just on a slight, and I don't know if this is her thing, but it, it is a thing, is that being the masculine of scented person, a lot of us are still kind of susceptible to these kind of heteronormative I should be paying for, mm-hmm. or at least to some degree paying more of mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? It's as a part of masculine identity. Yeah. Um, even when you don't want that to be a part of your identity, it still is reinforced by society in a way, in subtle to blatant ways. Um, and you have to continually kind of go either with or against that, right? Um, so if she is not making the money that maybe she would like to and you haven't gone into whether she is ambitious or not or or you know everything she's trying is failing or you know she is not really trying i don't you know that that may be aside from the point but she's not making the money that she wants to make to maybe feel right within the relationship or at least to feed more of her her esteem within the relationship so that could be an issue it could be not but there is a, an esteem issue in the relationship right. it's like red is saying it doesn't matter what the thing is or what you did or what she might have did or whatever the case may be it's being used to create a block between you two this is being used for a breakdown in communication it's being used to feed a narrative that is not shared by the both of you this is her narrative not yours you're just living with it <laughs> right you know what i mean you're just living with it so that's really the conversation you guys need to have one like red said you need to address did you really deal with the issue of you you know messing with somebody else Mm -hmm. but also what i think is a deeper thing you guys need to think about is and this may be more so for the work of a therapist someone who is unbiased to come in and and kind of reveal the self-esteem issues in the relationship to the person as opposed to you, because I don't. It's hard for another part for your partner <laughs> to say you got self esteem issues. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that's just like this, I mean, there's no that's good way to say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's it's it really is what is an issue in you know at least one of the main issues in in the relationship, and it has to be addressed, or you're just gonna be running in circles, mm-hmm. you know, or or or, or walking on eggshells. Yeah. Bottom line. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it yeah. kind of yikes because, mm-hmm. like, as I just go back to some of the words that are here, um, at this point, I'm walking on eggshells because anything could spark this argument. Mm. I'm always trying to make her feel comfortable and let her know I want to be with her exclusively, but to no avail. So, is it. I almost want to ask, like, is it even an issue? Like, is it even a thing? Like, is it even like the the infidelity? Is it even the money or is it a control thing? Right. Because before the indiscretion, like there was trust and you were free to do whatever you wanted to do. And now it's kind of like I need to keep you here, like in this place so that I feel like. I have this power position or whatever. Or I have the control of my own life. Yeah. Which comes along with a lack of self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all, and the thing is that I'm not saying that this is like, she's just this lowly person that don't think shit of herself. We all deal with different levels of self-esteem in different situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a character judgment. It's something we all deal with, it, but all, we, all, we all deal with it in in varied ways, Mm -hmm. you know? And one of the ways to deal with it is to kind of bring up everything, like, I don't trust you. Like, I can't feel comfortable in this relationship because of something you're doing, not because of something maybe I'm not doing, or just like, it's it's a way to to reflect it off of oneself to really deal with the 
level of uncomfortability they may feel even within their own skin or at least within the relationship mm -hmm. you know um so because you know. i'm wondering like this move across country even mm. like did you just start looking for jobs out west was this a conversation that you all had together and you decided to to move like mm -hmm. so maybe she's in a place where she feels like she doesn't have a lot of power a lot of say a lot of control and because that's you're the point. one that's making the most of the money Ooh. like then your voice is louder you know what i'm saying thank you for stating the obvious the thing that that was like the elephant in the room this is on top of moving, mm -hmm. not because of her job, but because of your job, Lily. Right. So now whatever issues she was dealing with of not feeling like she had her true footing in a relationship, at least monetarily, now she's in a whole different state mm. fo following you. Yeah. Going with the flow because she, there ain't but so much input you can have to this if you're not really bringing in income. Right. You can flow. <laughs> so she's going with you. So now she is in a new place with... I don't know if she has a focus while she's there. Like, is she in school? Is she, does she have a job? Or, you know, a, a group, you know, starting to get her own group of friends. All this matters. So whatever issues y'all left with is now exacerbated in this new place where she has even less sense of control over her mm -hmm. own life. Not to say that's on you, and right, but that may be the case. Just, I'm glad you said that. Not even control over your life, but she mm -hmm. doesn't have control over her own life. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's in a place where like, she's grasping for something that she can like hold. And unfortunately, you're it. <laughs> hold and control, my cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, it it's an uncomfortable conversation to have like as a couple but you all need to address that the elephant in the room like you need to address the infidelity like you need to unpack it you need to like really really deal with it you also need to address what this move has is doing in your relationship like what it really is doing what it really means and why you're there and then if you all decide that like, hey, we're trying to fight for this, we want to move forward together, then you're going to have to address power in your relationship. You're going to have to address like how it's been used and how you plan on um, reaffirming each other in different spaces when those things come up, because it's it's an uncomfortable conversation. It's a horrible place to be like when you're doing that, you feel young, you feel like you're throwing a temper tantrum and like out of control. Right. <laughs> And so you got to figure out, like, what are going to be your your safe words for each other when this is happening? Like your your things that are going to click you back into reality when this pattern is happening so that you can understand what you're doing and why. And until you have those adult conversations, mm -hmm. people are treating each other like in these childish ways. And. Depending on where you guys are at, I would even preface that with a hopes and fears conversation, which is a it's a it's actually a, an activity I used to do a theater activity before I started like a creative project with people like speak on your hopes and fears and everybody has hopes like oh I want this project to be great and yada 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 but really getting focusing on the fears you really get an understanding of where your squad if you will or your team is at at that moment mm. right if you're the leader of that team right yeah. but in a relationship if you're about to talk about something that's really serious talking about your hopes and fears it's really important to get an idea of where the both of you at. Like maybe you truly fear the relationship is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Maybe you truly fear that. And I mean, this is a, it gets deeper, but like, you know, I don't know where I'm going with in my career. Mm -hmm. You know, these are, these are, you know, that, or, or that my real shit's going to be revealed. I mean, you may not say that in the beginning, but to try and get at those hopes and fears and not act like we're just going into this conversation and we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I fear that this shit may not, you know, we ain't going to figure shit out right? because <laughs> it's been so long or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's honest. It's honest from the top, yeah. you know, going into those kinds of conversations that can be sticky. Or I fear that I'm going to offend you. I fear that I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like those are fears as well. So the person knows that you're coming in it with a genuineness to try and get at the bottom of whatever the hell is going on with y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, do you feel some kind of way about her not making more money? Mm. Do you kind of say little stuff sometimes that's not really a dig but maybe a poke you know what i'm saying um and and listen i'm i'm trying to help ike okay so maybe you 
you know, compliment, like highly compliment your, you know, forward moving, progressive careered friends. <laughs> right? Because if you're really ambitious and you're moving and, and your career is growing, that's definitely a value that you have. And so it's something that you identify when you see it and, and you respect and you, you know, you respect it personally, like for your own life. So I'm sure it's a, a core value for you. How do you feel about her not matching you? Maybe you kind of feed some of this insecurity in some ways as well. And I don't want to make it seem like she's just, you know, carrying all the insecurities and like it's not possible that there's an inequity in your relationship that's feeding that. And the expectations, you know, as you said, your femme identified, just like I mentioned, as far as these these things we try to go against, we try to fight against as far as the expectations of our gender socially, mm -hmm. right? And we try so we can just be people. That is the goal, we can just be two people. But the, the reality is that they still exist. So even on the flip, as a femme, if, you're, if, you're, if your woman's not bringing in the money to an extent where you feel like, damn, can, I, can you take me out on a date? I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like sometimes you want to be courted, to be catered to as a femme, on some straight, straight femme, yeah. you know, you know, boy, girl, all that corniness, all of that. And nothing wrong with that to, to want to feel that. If, and, it, and then if your partner's not able to give you that because they right now don't have the finances or maybe have never had throughout the course of your relationship, that's real as too. And I don't think you feel, should feel guilt, guilty about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like there's a part of you that wants that sort of attention from your partner and your partner just isn't able to give it to you. So like Red is saying or suspecting that maybe, you know, there's a discomfort for you as well mm -hmm. with your partner not bringing in at least an equal amount or more money mm -hmm. or more money, you know, um, than she is. So, you know, so those are things y'all can, y'all can explore together. Yeah. And let us know. No, we're definitely interested and, and we love being able to to support you all as you, you know, are going through these sticky times with just whatever wisdom we have on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, Damone. So if you have a question or need some advice about life, love, relationships, situations, um, the complications of life itself, mm -hmm. um, you can <laughs> holler at us at uh, yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us, uh, follow us first, but then DM us on Instagram mm -hmm. at your gay aunties. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we are going to now move into the you people part of the show. Um, if this is the first time you've heard this uh, podcast for the entire month of July, we have been introducing um, a documentary entitled you people spelled by the, with the letter U people um, that both red and I was a part of. And it basically was a documentary that was the behind the scenes footage of a two day music video shoot, a queer, a black queer music video shoot in Brooklyn in the year 2006. And that B-roll footage then became You People. And um, I experienced a lot of success uh, with uh, this film and touring the film. And now essentially it's the film's kind of 10 year anniversary. Um, it came out in like 2008, 2009. Um, and uh, yeah, so now we're going to, for the month of July, we're just going to be playing a couple of clips uh, from um, the film and then talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and then just to remind you all, in August, Red and I is are going uh, on vacation. Uh, well, not together or nothing. We're, just taking, a, we're taking a break from, from each other and y'all. <laughs> We're going to take a little summer break for the month mm -hmm. um, of August. And in that time, we still want to put out there that we are looking for someone or ones who are willing to help us with different um, production aspects um, of putting the podcast together. And so if you're interested um, in podcasting on the production side or interested in media communications or interested in us mm. and working with us to whatever degree, please holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com expressing um, how you would like to um, be involved on the production side. Um, okay, so the clip that I have today, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's a short clip, it's about a couple minutes long. Um, okay. And it really focused on the femmes in the house and really kind of unpacking what it is to be quote unquote 
um, film, right? Like, so when we, when we started editing this film, we had so much footage. It's like, mm-hmm. how do we tell the story? So we did the first half of the film is really introducing the kinds of people that were in the house, kind of based around their identity. And then you got to understand them individually. Mm-hmm. And then we went to different um, incidences that happened, incidents that happened in the house that that were incredible yeah, you know that's yeah that talked about yeah yeah it talked about you know we went to some other arenas um but um so this little thing is is one of the snippets um where there's yourself um there is um a solid hewitt um and there's um uh, um, Olive Demetrius, um, who's my partner at the time and who was a cinema, 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 cinematographer, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> on set. Um, who else was in this uh, clip? Um, I feel like I missed somebody. Um, all right, I'll go. We'll, we'll watch. Did you say? Oh, um, Aisha for a bit. Yes, Aisha. <laughs> Aisha. Um, and I think that, hold on, let me see. I don't want to, I want to play myself. Let me just get skirt, skirt, skirt students yeah pretty much tickets in there a little bit but it just has a little snippet but yeah it's basically you sala olive um and now you should poking her head in yeah i know i know i know i love it okay all right so and here we go boom scene 6a take two I don't want to know what they're talking about so I can get it on it. i was asking the question if women who were on the stoop that day, if they felt like they wanted women who were feminine identified to be more visible, to be more present, to be more um, out, so to speak. Do you feel like uh, women who are not easily identified have a responsibility then? There are women that are gay that can hide the fact that they're gay. They have that heterosexual privilege going for them. I don't have that. Uh And there are women like me that don't have that. Deepa does not have that. I do not have that. You know what I'm saying? Every time they see us, every time they see us, they are no deep (laughs) fucking dice. Yeah, probably do utilize some heterosexual privilege, certainly. How so? Yeah, because that, because of my looks, it's very easy for me to, like, kind of... People are nice to me. (laughs) To put it plainly. What this also means, though, is that I have to come out every day all the time because people never expect you to be gay for some reason they surprise when you are and then they're surprised that you would say it i'm not a straight woman i'm 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 a gay woman i'm a lesbian and i'm very comfortable in my lesbian identity somebody i always make it clear at work especially i don't know why it's just something that you got to do people think i should be ashamed i'm not proud it's like being proud of your big toe. Three A, take one. Out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the big toe. <laughs> because it, 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 because yeah, it's one of my favorite lines from the film too. Because it so encapsulates. Honestly, I think a lot of our headspace at that time. I mean, even though everything was always still kind of politicized, mm-hmm. the the space that we were in in those two days is like. All right, yeah, I'm queer, and next year, <laughs> you know, and I'll be queer the year after that. And so, like, being a queer as a part is no more important to me than my big toe. Like, it's a part of me. It is, and let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this too is coming after a lot of conversation about um, masculine identified womanhood, and, yes, and trans maleness, and yes. and those experiences. Um, I was kind of managing at the time, like that that conversation um, that Olive said about like having to come out every single day, everywhere, all the time, and not even having the the rest of just walking into a space and being easily identified, right? <laughs> so like you constantly have to have that conversation. You constantly have to like just come out and out and out and out and out like verbally because you don't present right and, and, and like she said then the people are surprised that you would admit it yeah it's like you can coast you can pass why are you why are you 
intentionally putting a brand on you that you don't have, you know, that's going to bring whatever when you don't have to technically deal with it. Yeah. Why be out when you can be in the closet and, and fit in with us? Exactly. Sorry, <laughs> right. <laughs> why, 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 why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it goes back to uh, baby girl's tears last time. Just like, why would you put all those things on you when you can just be with the normal people? <laughs> as opposed to having you know the empathy that one would have for themselves it's like i see you dealing with a lot yeah <laughs> how can i help mm -hmm. how, how we you know but the visibility honestly as a masculine of center person i would appreciate some sort of visibility so i know who's who on the street you know what i'm saying so i'm not playing tic-tac-toe you know what i'm saying or you know any meeting my mo trying to say fuck it i'm just gonna <laughs> Yeah. She's gonna say yes or no. They need something other than the rainbows, though. Because oh yes, yeah, something a little pin, <laughs> a symbol, an earring you can wear, something you can put a part of you know a part of your whole set. <laughs> you know, even like a lipstick color. <laughs> so a bitch, you know, y'all would get so much more play. And I'm telling you, I'm telling. You, even though I think I think more masculine of center women who are more prone to step to women. You know, there still is this, you know, like we have had with other letters from the children, like even being oblivious or not for nothing scared. It's real. Like women are scary. You know what I mean? And it's even more scary, even more scary when you don't know if she even, if you even in this, you know, on the same team to be talking. Because you know what? It's one thing to be rejected. It's another thing to have any sort of hostility around that rejection that is unfounded. Right. You know, so nobody want to deal with that shit. So if there was just something, I would love the lip color thing. Like if one of you brilliant Instagram businesses, you know, beauty businesses, come out with a lip color. Same lip color. <laughs> Not so we now. They <laughs> can wear purple and green and blue and everything else now. Mm -mm, sisters are taking it all the way there. Nobody yeah, so you probably won't even know. <laughs> yeah. Probably even know. Well, something, something. Come on, y'all brilliant. Y'all young and brilliant. Come on, <laughs> help us out here. <laughs> well, this conversation is still happening 10 years later. So. <laughs> but no, but that, but like the heteronormativity of like, you know, you can kind of blend it to this kind of hetero world, whether you want to or not, you can, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I don't know if, if by your question, you were, you know, like feeling that, or were, um, masculine women feeling resentful at all of that. I don't think many of us are, but. Um, so I think at the time, like I was, I was writing, right. I was mm -hmm. working on, on a poetry book. And so one of the, um, one of those, poems was like a letter to like honoring my masculine identified women, right? <laughs> um, and that journey, but like understanding that I'm, I'm a witness to it. I'm not an active participant in it that way, you know? Mm. So I'm almost like an accessory <laughs> to, you know, in that scenario, like in the, the um, masculine feminine couple <laughs> like then the 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 feminine woman becomes like um almost like uh, a stamp right you're gay right. because you go out with a woman that looks like this no but like oh, what almost mm, what uh, i'm trying to think of the the best word for it almost like uh, an affirmation and mm. like yeah like i could still pull you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, because there's there was all of this, you know, and it's a lot less now than it was in the late nineties going into like the early two thousands of like, well, why won't you just date a man if you want a woman that dressed like a man? You know what I'm saying? Like you would hear this stuff all the time. And I still hear it. Well, yeah. But I think mm. like because the social media platform like calls people out on it a lot more, um, people get checked on that more now than they did back then right and so then the the pressure would be like for for myself as a feminine woman who dated primarily masculine identified women like then what is my responsibility to make her feel safe to make her feel secure to make her feel you know 
I don't know, whatever she needs to feel or wants to feel in this experience in public and private, you know what I'm saying? Like just trying to get a, a mental grasp on like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you, what do you want from me? Yeah. Um, in that, yeah. in that dynamic. Interesting. Yeah. And it was new for me too. Right. <laughs> By the time when we were doing you people, I'd had two girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and both experiences were completely different right Mm -hmm. so i was just trying to find out like okay like i don't know the way to go like is there a way is there a thing is there something that um like a a universal experience that people are having (laughs) and being in new york like was totally different from the scene in chicago you know, you got to deal with other bullshit, but right. you're still kind of cloaked mm-hmm. without even trying. And then when you're with your partner, there's like a shift of headspace where certain things you take for granted and then you can't take it for granted no longer. Yeah, of people being nice and then people being less nice. <laughs> 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 so like we're in um, in Orlando, right? We're out mm-hmm. here. We went to go see Lion King. Uh, we're walking around Disney all of the families and children and, and everything. And we're just walking, holding hands, just having a good old time, enjoying date night, right? <laughs> um, and I think like now we're a lot less, like we have a lot less to give a fuck like, <laughs> about like how people feel than like we may have back then, like when this conversation was being had in 2006. Mm-hmm. Like I think it, like we're legally married, like yeah, with yeah. it. <laughs> like that wasn't the case, you know, back then. So I I appreciate how that shift has has happened. We were out at the pool at our hotel. There were two, you know, gay male couples that were out there with us. We like, hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> everybody like we all talked to each other. Like everything was fine. Nobody like was tripping. I don't think that was my experience 10 years ago. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I can definitely take a lot more um, um, for granted. But, you know, just back to Femmes, you know, um, you know, I love y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I just really wish y'all had a pin or something. <laughs> or, or, or. Or, like, because we're visible, mm. right? We as masculine center, we're, for the most part, visible. I mean, there are some straight women who are more masculine, too, and that's just what is what it is. But for the most part, we're visible. So when you see us, or if you see one of us, and you happen to be attractive to one of us, can it be like a, a motion you make with your hand? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like a little, ah, you know, a little wink-wink, a little do a jig like I know some of y'all still want people to come to you and not all of y'all are one for like trying to step to you know someone you're attracted to I understand that fans I, I get it it can be complicated I ain't talking about your aggressive fans I'm talking about you know the rest of y'all mm-hmm. you know but if there was some sort of hand signal you know what I mean <laughs> help us you know you start singing out loud like brothers be doing you know how to be rhyming down the street just like they're the only ones there and shit <laughs> you know Start singing a song. Which song would it be? I don't know. I don't even think. And if I think it's probably gonna be some old song, uh, y'all be like, "Where we are T and E for big? What's that song from? 1970 song?" But um, I'm just saying, y'all figured out amongst yourselves, and they just let us know. Yeah, or you like, know what I'm saying, how are you all navigating this this experience now? Like. Being young and doing it is is way different than for us. We we all know each other now. <laughs> I mean, how do we we as a mas- as you get older, masculine women? <laughs> we all know each other now. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, how are the younger people? Oh, like managing this? You know, getting like how how do you know who to speak to? Like how do you how do you navigate that experience when I mean yeah, like. Well, they had they have Tinder and Match and and, and they have or you know or just like you know or queer specific apps or 
you know, when they go to the, the or the like, or the clubs, like, and, that, and that's the thing is sometimes it's still as far as face to face meetings, mm-hmm. it's still gonna come down to the club. Anyway, indeed. Oh yes, this was anyway. nice. <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. We got one more week uh, of of the month of July, and so we are gonna come to you next week. Um, hopefully with another letter from the children. Always love your letters. Um, but definitely with another clip from um, you people. Yes. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to be out. Lily. <laughs> huh? Thank you, Lily, for your letter. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, Lily, uh, for your letter. I hope that we, we were helpful uh, with that. And Jasmine. <laughs> uh, yes, and Jasmine, thank you for your kudos. Um, please feel free to... Um, to review us on iTunes, but that of course helps our ratings. And so far, the, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive, and um, and that makes us feel good, and that keeps us going. Yes. Oh, and of course, uh, if you want to support your aunties, as always, Ooh. you know where our bank be <laughs> at Patreon.com/slash your gay aunties. All right, give what you can when you can. Really do appreciate it. All right. I guess that is the end of episode 49 and next week's show will be episode da, 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 50, baby. Episode 50. Nice. Yes. Nice. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to try to make it the best show as possible. Um, anyway, with that being said, I am and I am Red Summer and we are gay. Bye, babies.